Amen. Let's pray together. Father, we just submit ourselves to you right now, Lord. I can feel your presence in this place. And Lord, I ask you that we would prepare ourselves for you. Lord, that we would get our fields ready. That we would start plowing the field right now to be ready to receive your word. Lord, we've got to work on our ground, Lord. And Lord, we need to be ready for your word to be spread on us. And Lord, I ask right now that we would have soft hearts. Lord, that we would shut off anything that might be a distraction to us right now. And Lord, that we would receive your word and that it would go down deep. It wouldn't be just laying there on the surface. Lord, that the birds or the, the heat or the weeds could choke them out. But that we would be fertile soil. I speak prophetically over this church that we be, we be fertile soil. Lord, in the name of Jesus, your word says that we are to be fertile. And that we are to reap. And that we are to, we are to sow and we are to reap. And Lord, I just ask right now that we are able to sow the word of God into our hearts today, Lord. We're going to take your word and Lord, you then are responsible for the results. Lord, we, we allow the seed in, Lord, and you grow the seed. Thank you, Lord. Let this seed be released in us today. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. God bless you for being here. Do you agree with that? You've got to prepare yourself. We've got to prepare ourselves. We've got to get ourselves ready. God wants you to have oil in your lamp when he shows up. Bless you, choir. I'll try not to preach until you all get down. I'm ready to go, though. That's not to hurry, y'all. I'm just saying I'm, I'm fired up. Anybody else fired up? Hey, check that. Make sure that uh, it's switched over to cool. Nice and toasty in here this morning. I think we've been uh, shaking it for the Lord. Amen? Um, I, I've got a little bit of an announcement. Not a little bit. It's a pretty big announcement. Um, Mike, if y'all remember, Mike, Mike Grizzard and Denise, Mike is a uh, deacon in my, here in this church and a huge, a huge um, support and encouragement to me and, and also Denise. Denise uh, leads uh, a big part of the women's ministry and teaches Sunday school um, amongst many other things. Um, Mike lost his father a couple weeks ago um, suddenly and his mother has been battling Alzheimer's and they got a call this morning at 1 in the morning that they thought that she had had a heart attack. Um, they've taken her to St. Thomas Hospital, and now they're saying that she has pneumonia and that um, doctor says that it, it is not looking very good. Um, they are, Mike and Denise are really battling um, and fighting and warring in prayer. And uh, Elizabeth, the reason she's not here is she's taken off to Nashville. She's probably, have, she's probably gotten there by now. Um, but if y'all don't mind, let's just take a moment. Let's just pray for them, if y'all don't mind for me to do that. Father, I just lift up Mike and Denise. And Lord, Miss Grizzard, I just contend for her. Lord, we don't want to um, come against your will. Lord, you, you have the perfect plan over Mike's mother and over Mike's family. And Lord, we just ask that you would move in power in their lives right now, Lord that as they're calling on your name, that you would come to their rescue. Lord, everything that we've prayed this morning is that we're going to bless you, but also how faithful and how mighty you are. And Lord, this is an opportunity, whether they see it or not, for you to show yourself strong in their lives. 
And Lord, I ask you to bless Elizabeth and to anoint her in ministry for her to handle what she's walking into. And Lord, I just pray for them. And I just ask you to bless Mike and Denise and their whole family. Right now, we ask for a miracle over that family. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you for being here. Sure do look good out there today. Youth, are you all fired up? Woo. They're just back from uh, Acquire the Far. In the past, we've let them present the week that they got back, but they get back so late, most of them don't show up. But it looks like all these youth have showed up this morning. Amen. So uh, um, we're going to let them present next week. And uh, anybody happy about spring break? Yeah. Woo! Spring break. All right, I got a teacher fired up. I got a couple others over here. Amen. Spring break. Need a break every now and then, don't we? Amen. I got a couple amens out of that. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Y'all ready to receive? Amen. I just ask the Lord to bless those that are traveling this week. This is kind of a sporadic time. People get on the road and try to try to find a better life for about a week and then get back to <laughs> back to reality. Uh, amen. Um, today I want to talk to you about a desperate need and a misunderstanding. Um, before I get into this, I just want to tell you, man, God is God's shaking me up. I've read a couple books that that have just got me uh, got my head spinning in a good way. And uh, about the time you think you got it figured out, if you'll go searching for God, God will show you you don't, and you're not going to. You're gonna you're gonna you need to be moving in the right direction. But you know what? God's God, and we need to try to tap into the way He thinks. And sometimes I'll get a very small glimpse of what he thinks, and it's enough to blow my mind, literally blow my mind. And uh, I like it. I like it when he speaks, and I like it when he shows us the right direction. And um, we need to be looking for it, and we need to be asking for it. The church today believes that miracles have ceased, that prophecies have ceased. They haven't. They haven't. Scripture tells us that when the fullness has come, when Jesus, I believe it's when, when Jesus comes back. Has Jesus come back and have we got no problems on the earth or is there no sickness anymore? Are we all perfect? No. Who here has seen a miracle in their life? You can't tell me miracles have ceased. Miracles have ceased. You got a miracle? I feel like you... I, Amen. I don't want you to have to get up here and testify. I feel like I put you on the spot, but I can feel something coming from you. God does miracles. God rescues us from, from our stuff. And it's his good pleasure to rescue us. He wants to rescue us. But miracles haven't ceased. And it says of all the things that, they, that God wants us to do, prophesy. Of all these gifts... We should prophesy. Now, we need to be filling ourselves up. We need to be in tune with God's voice so we can speak God's voice. You know, I had a comment say, you know, I I was at a church, and when they went to two services, the prophecies ceased. Well, that's not good. Church, we're we're not asking God to slow down. We're asking him to 
pick it up. And we're trying to tell him, God, we're trying to prepare ourselves for more. We're trying to prepare ourselves for more of his spirit. You know what? If, if we don't grow in numbers, that's fine. It's up to God. God increases this church. But I want to know that I'm getting filled up and that he's moving in me and that he's getting to do what he wants to do here. And as an individual, I want to be a person that can say, God, you can do whatever you want in me. And I'm going to open myself up to you. And whatever that means, I'm ready for you to move. Because my way doesn't work. Our way is put your money in a 401k and forget about it. God says, what about my way? I'm going to rescue you. Your, your security is not in a 401k. Your security is in God Almighty. Whether it's a mutual fund or the stock market or whatever you might have. You can have small businesses, which I'm a part of. And let me tell you, they're hurting. It's hurting all the way across the board. God is my provider. God is my provider. And when we would get in tune with that, you know, I believe God's bringing us to a place as a nation to say, you'd better start counting on me. I'm the answer. Here I am, and I'm ready to save. But do you know what we're so desperate for? It's not money. It's not fame. It's love. We are desperate to be loved. Desperately inside, we're screaming out, love me. Some of you may not even want to admit it, but there is a desperate need in us to be loved. The misunderstanding that we have is that many of us don't fully understand that God's love is personal for us. It's personal. Say personal. We've heard it before. God's love is big. You ever heard that? God's love is universal. But is it personal? Is it personal? Have you ever claimed it or believed it for yourself? Our message today is on claiming God's love. You know, sometimes you need to claim something. You need to speak it out of your mouth and take it. Take what's yours. I've already thought of many of us here today, and I, I, can, I can believe the thought. You know, I just got done a few weeks ago on Sunday nights talking about God's love. Sitting there thinking, man, not another sermon on God's love. You want to write it off and say, I've heard it. I realize that we have all heard many messages on the love of God, but I've found that so many people don't understand the depth of God's love. And even fewer live as though God's love has invaded them as if they have experienced God's love. Some people think a message on God's love is poetic. Neat. But they don't necessarily think it's personal. Some people would say, when I hear a message on God's love, it's inspirational. But it's not transformational. That it has the ability to change their life. God's love, when we can receive God's love, His love will transform your life. I realize that with hundreds of people here, we're in different stages of our spiritual journey. Some people today, and I've used this word in the last few weeks, are seekers, genuine seekers, really trying to find out. You may have even gone to church your whole life, but you're trying, you're, you've come here and maybe you've experienced something and now you're at that point saying, is what he's selling really real? 
He's been trying to get me to buy into something, and I've been hanging on. I've been hanging on. But you know what? From, your, from where you're sitting, you're seeing things happen. You're seeing grown men, women, acting, uh, acting a fool. You're hearing people come up here and talk and say, God's healed me. God's healed me of cancer. God's healed, <coughs> healed me of other major and minor things. We, we can't put a label on it. And I don't think God has a major healing. I think God just heals. And you're, you're still sitting there thinking, I've been burned before. I've been burned more than once in the church and by religious, religious people. But you're right on that edge. You're about ready to just jump off. You know, many of you have gone through relationships and you've gotten hurt so many times that you've closed yourself off. And then you start coming to that edge again and you're afraid to jump off. Well, I want you to know, I want you to know, and you can hear it from me, jump off that cliff for God. He will rescue you. And he will come to your aid. Now, man, I can't give you a promise about that. Relationships, I can't promise you anything there. But I can promise you about God. God loves you. And if we can grab hold of that, you've been kind of sitting on that fence saying, I don't know. Man, he's wanting me to just give my life to God. That's scary. But can I tell you something? God loves you. God loves you very much right now, just how you are. You're thinking you can't come, come to a God because of what you've walked in here with. God can't love you any more than he loves you right now. God loves you. He created you. He created you for him, for his pleasure. I can't love my children any more than I love them, whether they obey me or disobey me. I may get disappointed with them. I might get frustrated with them. We had something happen yesterday. Elizabeth was gone to Kmart or something, and I hate to even, I don't know that I should even share this, but here we go. My, you know, my, my life's a fishbowl anyway. You know, everybody looks at my kids, everybody looks at my life, everybody looks at my wife, looks at what I'm doing, so be it. It's okay, I've got to be accountable, and I want God to know what I'm doing, and, you know, I, I don't put everything out there, but I, I'm pretty, I try to be pretty transparent. But we're watching Hannah Montana. I mean, I'm about ready to kill myself sometimes over watching. You know, we, that's probably not the greatest phrase, but have you ever seen the show? And I've seen every episode probably at least ten times. And uh, me and my four kids are on the couch. We have this sectional that we can all fit on, and I was on a chair beside them, and I just fell asleep. I'm just laying there in this little single chair with my head back like this, just conked out in great shape. I was loving life at that moment. And all four kids are sitting right there. Well, Ruth Ann, since after talking to her, after all this happened, finally said, Mama, I just got tired of watching that show. So she picks up this metal tray that we set drinks on. It's probably, it's probably about this wide right here, maybe a little bit wider, a little bit heavy, sharp edges. She holds it up and starts spinning it around on her feet. You know, just, what are, what are you doing? And she drops it and cuts her eye right up here. She doesn't say anything. I'm still asleep. The kids see it, but they don't say anything. They just keep watching the show. You know, we've got a DVR. They can hit pause. It's not like they're going to miss it. But so Ruth Ann walks into the bathroom. I'm still asleep. And finally, she comes out screaming. She had seen what had happened. And by now, it, it bled pretty, 
pretty seriously for a little bit, but she got it all over her hands and then smeared it all over her face. Whoa. <laughs> smeared it all over her face. I mean, it was in her hair, and it was, all, and it was just a little, little half-inch cut. And she came out screaming, and I wake up, you know, frantically, oh, you know, and I don't, I don't handle chaos. You know, let's remove the chaos and find out what's going on. But to a little seven-year-old drama queen, she's not a drama queen, but let me tell you, she, she's, I'm, I'm about to get myself in trouble. She's screaming. I can't understand a word she's saying. And then she says she has this tray and she was in the bathroom. And I, for some reason, up between her saying tray and uh, playing, I thought she said paint. And I go, okay, stop. Is it paint? She goes, I don't know. <laughs> now I got Rita Marie and Ruth Ann. Pete's still watching the show. But... You know, the good thing about having daughters, as, having daughters is when I get old, they're going to take care of me. I got three of them, man. I'm covered. But she's still screaming. I finally say, sit down. Why were you painting? Well, I wasn't painting. Why would it be paint? I don't know. She she finally said she dropped the tray, and I got her cleaned up, and, you know, I saw it, and um, I, I don't know where I was going with this. I know where I was going. And I wanted to get frustrated with her. What were you doing playing with the tray? And here she is bleeding. You know, I'm a typical dad. You know, patch it up. What about the tray? What were you doing? She's like, Daddy, I don't know. I had no idea it would hurt me. And, you know, she, she, she wasn't trying to be bad. But I could never love her less. Never. Never could I love her less. Never. I could never imagine loving her less than I love her. I can't imagine being able to love her more than I love her, but I think as as I grow and as I become more mature in God's Word and be able to see Ruth Ann through God's eyes, I think I probably can. But what you've walked in here with today, God loves you. He is sold out for you. You may not be sold out for Him, but He's sold out for you. He's sold out everything. For you. He has you in mind. God's love. Maybe you say, I'm not a seeker. You're more like a stumbler. I've been there. You struggle with your Christian faith and you think, my problem's this. I don't think I love God enough. That's not your problem. Your problem is you don't understand how deeply God loves you. Maybe you'd say, I'm not a seeker. I'm not a struggler. I am sold out. Totally committed to Jesus Christ. So am I. But what happens is in my life, sometimes I forget. You know what happened with me yesterday when she cut her eye? I, we had to figure out whether it was the same eye. For, for Elizabeth and my standpoint, was it the same eye that she had hurt before with her motorcycle wreck? And I went back and I got out that picture and saw it. And the love of God just came back on me to say, I got you covered. Do you remember what you walked through with me? We can handle this. It's just a little bitty cut. Just a little bitty cut. Just a little bitty cut. But what happens is I forget. Sometimes I forget how personal God's love is for Paul Ramsey Jr. That God's love has got my name written on it. 
God's love has got your name. Whether you've received him or not, whether you've ever been baptized or received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, God's love's got your name written on it. Woo! Woo! Come on! Holy Spirit, be poured out upon them. Be poured out on them. No matter where you are in your spiritual journey, my prayer for today is that this message is that when you leave, you're not the same person. That you wouldn't be poetic, that this wouldn't be poetic, it would be personal. That it wouldn't be inspirational, it would be transformational. Peter Sozi preached one whole time, uh, two or three straight nights when Pastor Matt was here on transformation. We need to change The way of doing life needs to be dead and gone, and we need to get on God's path, God's direction, transformational, because we live in a love-starved world. We see it every day in the newspaper. We have a love-starved world, and people are not getting sweeter and better. They're getting more bitter and more violent. Now, we've got to ask this question. What's the answer? Is the answer a best-selling book? Another seminar. Is Congress going to legislate an answer for this? Is there a bailout for this? That's all we need is another bailout. The Bible boldly proclaims that there is only one love in the universe that has what it takes to meet a love-starved world. And it's God's love. You can try to fill it with whatever you want, but there's only one answer. Jeremiah 31.3 says, The Lord appeared to us in the past saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with loving kindness. I have drawn you. Some of you wonder, why today are you at Church on the Hill? Why did I come here today? It's because God's love is drawing you. He is drawing you to Him. God loves you so deeply, and He wants you to know it today. He is drawing you here. There are a lot of needs that we have to be loved, but at its very but love, but to be loved is at its be, most basic human need. Your greatest need is not money. Your greatest need is not success. Your greatest need is not fame. Your greatest need is not another job. Need a tissue. I usually have one under my pulpit, but I've probably used all of those. It's okay, thank you. My wife tells me mannerisms that I have, and one of them is wiping my nose right here in front of you. So I'll try to use a tissue. I ask pretty frequently, are there any little mannerisms I do? And the problem with asking is you get told what they are. <laughs> if I could prepare myself that I'm going to get a response, I'd probably respond better. But I always think, no, I'm, I'm doing perfect. You know, what could anybody ever say about me? And then I ask. You know, it's like, God, God, what could I do? And then you don't expect him to say anything. And then he does. And it's like, oh, yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Either we're getting better or we're getting worse. Amen? I want to be getting better. Where am I? It's not money. It's not success. 
your greatest need is to be loved, not sentimental love, not sexual love, but God's love. And because we're so desperate to want to be loved, we're willing to do desperate things to get love. Our nation does desperate things to get love. We're going to look at some of these. I'm going to close with this. Something I want to call love masks or love deceptions. Satan is a deceiver. He takes something that's good and he corrupts it. And he makes us think that what the way he uh, sells it to us is the right way. And let me tell you, Satan knows God's word. And he knows how to twist it to make it sound right. But there is one voice that we can listen to and trust. And that's God's voice. But these love masks, what are love masks? They're masks. They're things we put on to disguise our real need for love. And when we wear these, let me tell you, we do get a little bit of love. The first one is accomplishment or performance. When we perform, when I achieve things, people in my life are going to say, look what he did, look what she accomplished. And we get a little bit of love from that. It's true. We do get a response from it. Maybe it's people. Oftentimes we love, we get love and affirmation and value from people. Maybe it's our kids in school. You seen the bumper sticker on your on the cars? My kid's a straight A student, or my kid made the honor roll, or um, my kid my kid hit a home run. You know that's my son. And you know you you do get a little bit of love from that. Now, I'm proud of my kids, but I'm not proud of them. So someone else can give me affection for them. I know where my love. I, well, I, I I won't say that. It does feel good when somebody brags on your kids. That feels good. How does it feel when they don't brag on your kids? Doesn't feel good. In fact, it gets pretty doggone personal, doesn't it? My kids are start school. They're good at sports. Or maybe my wife's attractive. Amen, dude, look at me. I'm with her. <laughs> Sorry, she's not here today, but, man, I'm, I'm with that. Somebody told me this week, and I completely agreed. I'm married up, big time. <laughs> Amen. Thanks a lot, ladies. I actually am glad it's the ladies, not the men, saying it. <laughs> Told y'all I own a gun and a shovel. I know how to use them. It goes for the boys that are in, interested in my girls too. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, come back. Come back. Self-pity. There we go. Self-pity. A lot of us here will put ourselves down in front of people so that they will respond back with encouragement. It's a defense mechanism. It's a defense mechanism, but we do get a response. Maybe position. Position. If I can just get that position, that's that next manager's position or that CEO or that next spot on the ladder, then I'm going to be valued and loved. Or maybe it's physical affection. We equate contact with love. If I could just have sex, and that would be another love mask. Sex is not love. 
Amen. Pleasure. If I could just get that next vacation, that next high, that next experience, or possessions. If I could just live in that house, if I could just live in that neighborhood, if I could just drive that car, then people will think more highly of me. Or finally, it's problems, and kids do this a lot. If I just would get into trouble, I would get a little bit of attention. You know, we, love, we, I, we try to love our kids with all our heart and try to give them every, everything they could ever want and try to discipline them uh, consistently. But even then, we got four kids every now and then, one will just cry out for attention, and they don't care how they get it. And they don't care whether it's negative or positive attention as long as they get it. And we just have to notice, are we leaving you out a little bit? You're needing a little bit more right now. You know what? We're just like with God. Sometimes we need a little bit more attention. The good thing about him is he knows it. He doesn't have to be a parent that doesn't, can't read minds. God knows. God knows. And if we'll just come to him, we will get that attention. God wants to give us attention. He wants you to give him attention. I can't imagine how he longs for our attention. You know how much you want your kids' attention and you want them to hear them and you want to to penetrate their little minds and how he wants you. God wants you. The problem with these masks, as I close, is, is that they're temporary. They're all temporary forms of love, temporary pleasure, temporary value, temporary acceptance, temporary appreciation. The problem is is that when we wear it, it creates an unquenchable thirst for more. When you put on these love masks, people do respond. And you do feel loved when your kid hits a home run. You get it. And it creates a thirst for more. The problem is it always dries up. Love masks will dry up because there is a limit to human love. Ephesians 3.17 says, And I pray that Christ will be more and more at home in your hearts, living within you as you trust in Him. May your roots go down deep into the soil of God's marvelous love. And may you be able to feel and understand, as all of God's children should, how long, how wide, how deep, and how high His love really is. And to experience this love for yourself. Though it is so great that you will never see the end of it. Or fully know or understand it. And so at last you will be filled up with God himself. The key word there is experience. We've heard of God's love but we don't experience it. We don't experience it. We don't see God's love reaching into our deep pain and despair. Have you experienced God's love in your life? Have you experienced that God loves you? That He really, really loves you? He loves you on your good days. He loves you on your bad days. Why? Because it's all God can do. Scripture says that God is love. 
God is love. Let me make it personal for you. On that list that I gave you, let me just go back real quick. Write down the one that, that labels you. What would label me? You know, I've struggled here, and, and you know, I have probably lived in most, in, in all of these. But I think probably for me would be accomplishment or performance. I think that if I do things right, that people will love me. That if I show up on time and if I work hard and have the right work ethic, and when you, when you count on me that I'm there, I feel like maybe you'll love me a little bit more. But I can never do enough. It's just like today. The Grizzards probably would have liked for me to have been there, but I couldn't be there today. I can't be everywhere. My wife went. You know, I've missed things with you. I know I have. I know I can't be a thousand places, and sometimes I just mess up. But I want you to know that God's love never misses it. It never misses. Never. When we're hurt, maybe we've lost a loved one, or maybe we're dealing with drugs or pornography, or maybe we're dealing with a broken marriage. I want you to know you return to God. He's going to love you like your wife can't love you. Your wife, my wife loves me, but she can't love me like God loves me. She can't fill that love void in my heart. God can only fill that. Elizabeth has a place to fulfill in my heart with love. That's her part to play. But let me tell you, God's love is, is so much greater than the place that Elizabeth's love fills for me. No one can fill that. If I try to get that out of my wife, things are going to get messed up with my marriage. If you try to replace God's love with your wife's love, it's going to be messed up. We've got the order wrong. Get your love right with God. And he's going to show you how to love your wife like you've never loved her. And to be able to fulfill her like she's never been fulfilled. And I'm not talking sexually. I'm talking about something that can't be, can't be done without God's love. Wives and husbands, same thing for you. Get your relationship right with God. Start loving him. Start allowing him to love you. Turn your life to him. Church, most of us here are completely sold out. But there's a whole nother level we've got to go to. A whole nother level. And God's ready to take us. And I'm ready to go. The next few weeks, we're just going to be dealing with God's love and trying to learn how to receive it. Trying to learn how to understand it. And it shows us we're not ever going to fully know it. But if we will allow him to pour into us, we're going to be full of God himself. Did you see that? I'm not going to put it back up, but I'm going to just tell you what it said real quick. And to experience this love for yourself, though as great as you will never see the end of it or fully know or understand it, and so at last you will be filled up with God himself. Thank you, Lord. Father, I just thank you for today, Lord, and I just ask for a a miracle in our lives, Lord. Lord, I feel like we keep chasing after you to move the mountain. That we keep chasing after you to to get our needs met. But Lord, if we would chase after you, if we would come after you, lay our problems down, lay our issues down, the fact that we can't make rent, the fact that we can't pay for our mortgage, the fact that our marriage is in the toilet, the fact that our kids are going down the wrong path, Lord, you know the problems that we have. 
But Father, I can see that if I will commit myself to you and allow you to love me like you want to love me and allow myself to love you, it takes you for me to love you. That's a messed up. It seems messed up. But it takes God to love God. Lord, I ask you again to fill me up. Fill me with your love. Fill me with your spirit. Lord, I ask you over this church to fill us with your love and fill us with your spirit. Lord, let us get in your word and let us passionately pursue you. Lord, we're going to find you. You are our very present help in time of need. We're right here at tax season. Many of us are trying to figure out how to pay our taxes. Lord, let us turn to you. You are ready to save. You are ready to save. And Lord, it's a new season. Spring's coming and the blossoms are about to come out. The springtime is here. Winter is gone. It's time to receive God today. It's time to receive Jesus Christ. And you may have prayed this prayer in your hearts before, but it's time to pray it again and ask Him to renew your life. To help you to start all over. I received Jesus Christ at five years old, but I've needed to start a do-over many times in my life. I ask you right now to commit your heart to God. Commit your heart to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. If you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want you to know God's calling you home today. And all you've got to do is just say, Jesus, come in. I'm a sinner and I'm in need of a Savior. Save me, Jesus. Come into my heart. If you, are in, in, if you are in need, if you have a need in your life, if you have a health issue, if you have a financial issue, if you have a, a, a bondage or um, you need to be delivered of something, I want you to walk this aisle. I want you to step out in faith and let us pray for you. Let us lay our hands on you and let's believe for healing. God is right ready to heal today. If we could stand up, if my, if my deacons would come forward. Pastor Stephen, we want to pray for you. If you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want you to walk this out, and I will pray with you. Thank you, And you came to my rescue and 
Hallelujah. God is moving. God is moving in this place. He is mighty to save. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I believe he has accomplished what he wants to accomplish today. Thank you, Lord. Let me encourage you. We are in need help of greeters and ushers. It's a great way to get plugged into our church. Please, as you're going out, sign up and find a way to plug in. Maybe you want to plug in in children's ministry or maybe you're a musician. Get plugged in. Be a part of what we're doing right now and help us. We need help. Me and my other two pastors can't do it alone. We need help. And I would just encourage you, sign up to be an usher back there. Sign up to be a greeter or sign up to do something. Y'all know my expression, do something. Amen? Amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Father, I just speak right now that the love of God be released over this body right now and that we receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Service tonight, 6 o'clock.